Welcome to Unchenyo and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Antonio and Strength Podcast. And today's special guest all the way from New York, we have Janine Nicole Dennis. Hi, Janine. How are you? Hi. Nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Janine, you are the owner of Talent Think Innovations. And tell us a little bit about yourself. I would love to know your entrepreneurial journey and everybody can get to know you as well. Sure. So I started out in HR in 2005 and also um, majored in industrial organizational psychology. So that was my specialty and kind of went into talent acquisition and um, did some staffing early on. I didn't like it, Mm -hmm. but I did enjoy the kind of the business of people always. You know, I've always been intrigued with this mindset of why do people come to work? Um, you know, what motivates them and how do organizations organize people in such a way that they can feel like they're doing purposeful work. And so I've worked through healthcare, R&D, pharmaceuticals, um, worked my way up to the National Laboratory System here in the U.S., which is under the Department of Energy, and um, basically held senior positions. By the time I got to that role, while I Really, really enjoyed it because it spoke to my science mm-hmm. geeky part. Um, I really got disenfranchised with the way that HR was functioning in organizations, just kind of the way we were treating people. I knew that I can do better. And at that time, I was also building a brand for myself online. This was like in the beginnings of social media. So I started blogging and um, putting myself out there just mm-hmm. as like an individual practitioner And, you know, met some mentors that were like, Janine, you are literally out, you've outgrown your role. And that consulting Mm -hmm. firm that you're talking about, you want to start 20 years in the future, (laughs) you need to really think about doing it now. And at the time, uh, we were experiencing like a government shutdown here in the US. It was the first time in my career that I realized like my work, the company I work for was tied to government funds directly. So we were looking at being shut down and we weren't going to get our salaries paid to us for a while. It didn't end up happening, but it was enough to kind of spark this thing in me where I said, I don't ever want to have to rely upon anybody else for my livelihood. And so that time I was talking to my mom and my aunt and they decided to give me the money to start my LLC. So I started it in 2013. I know. So (laughs) awesome. I started it in 2013 and I was still working at the time because I wanted to test the viability of the concept, 
did that for like a year, had my youngest child. And when I came back from maternity leave, I had a project that was just up in flames. They had listened to nothing. And I ended up putting in my resignation the next month and going full-time with Talent Think Innovations. And thankfully, um, and also surprisingly, because I think at that time I thought I would have been back inside for some reason, but I've been at it for over eight years as of January. So wow. I've been thankful. Congratulations, Lovie. How did it Thank feel when you, you hand up your resignation? You know, it felt That's, freeing. Yeah, It was freeing um, up until the point that like I was out and I was like, oh my God, like this I'm really, real. this is really, <laughs> this is real. And, you know, clients started falling off, not because like of anything bad, but just because I had completed the work and I'm like, oh my God, I have to get more clients now. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do I do? So, you know, there were some, the first year was rough for me psychologically in terms of like, I felt a lot of guilt about the financial burden that I was putting my family under in order to kind of realize this dream. And I realized after putting myself through a few different torments <laughs> that I had to really just choose what I wanted, which was entrepreneurship. And when I finally chose it, it was kind of like weird opportunities just started coming up for me. Uh, so it's yeah. interesting how like life makes you choose, you know, when you're in this place of like between, you know, in a purgatory almost, it's like you have to choose and choose like with all your heart. And then, you know, like the net, the safety net comes out almost. That's true, though. That is like it's that that scary part. And when you finally make the decision, you're like, okay, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And, and mm -hmm. things just start falling into place, don't they? I did that. They really years. do. Yeah. I did that two years ago. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to do this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's been absolutely fantastic i'm like yay <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and i mean can i can we circle back to that moment when you said you used to work in hr and you're trying to figure out why people went to work what <laughs> i want to know did you ever figure it out apart from the financial part yeah you know i think most people because as a society, and I can only speak for here in the U.S., I think as a society, we're geared towards this belief that you have to find a lucrative career and it has to pay you a lot of money. And the more money you make, the happier you're going to be, the more mm -hmm. things you can have. Like it, it really is the quite dream. the crapshoot. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't work very well, at least not for me. And I don't think for a lot of people, because actually the more money I made, the more problems I have. <laughs> it, it seemed to be. Um, and the more work I had, they, they really stretch you here in the US. I mean, they get every dime out of you. So if you're getting paid a lot of money, trust me, you're likely very stressed. Um, you're likely not getting a lot of sleep at night. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, at that level, at a senior level and above, you're going to be working around the clock almost. People will email you at odd hours. You're not expected to take your PTO unless, you know, or your paid time off unless your company really encourages that. We're really bad at that. I think globally, we're one of the worst in terms of taking our time off. We just don't. Um, so there's a lot of stress that comes with it. And in my head, I said, 
I want to make the money, but I want peace of mind. And I, yeah. I think that was a big part of why talent think was important for me, aside from kind of sticking it to HR. I mean, I'm a mom, I have three kids. I just, I needed to strike a different balance for myself. Mm-hmm. And tell me why talent think innovations? Where did that come Honestly, from? <laughs> it came in a dream. <laughs> it came in a dream. I was struggling with, you know, what to name it. And I knew I wanted it to have something with talent or people in it. And, um, you know, when I really thought about what I wanted to represent, it was this idea that, you know, we center around people, around humans, but everything we do with our solutions has to be smart. We have to always be thinking, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a smart way. And we have to always be executing in an innovative way. Um, we're in a time where technology is ruling and, you know, there's so many different moving parts to day-to-day life. And I don't know how you can stay agile or ahead of the curve if you're not being creative and innovative. So I wanted that part of the name, um, but honestly, it came to me in a dream and I just went with <laughs> <That's> it. Crazy. <laughs> it was like a gift. <laughs> I like that. Like this, <laughs> you spend time trying to think about the name. I had to walk away from it once because I was like, I was driving myself insane, and I'm like, oh, I want something really good, and then it just pops. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I had the dream, and then I, I had this book I used to keep up on my my side table. I was like, oh my gosh. Talent thing, innovations. <laughs> All right, got it. <laughs> always have a notebook and a pen, a piece of paper and a pen, something. And, uh, always, always. Janine, <laughs> tell me, you work mostly with companies, with businesses, with startups as well. Mm-hmm. You do, yes. And and what do you bring them? What are what is what are consistent the work that you you do for them? So it, it differs. Um, for some companies, I'm coming in from an auditing perspective where they want me to kind of, they know something's wrong in their workflow or in their procedures and process. And they want me to kind of come in and find the bottlenecks. Mm-hmm. So I've done that kind of work where I'll come in and kind of play inspector and, you know, <laughs> look through everything and try to connect the dots and give them a better path forward. Um, and also forecast where things could be for them in the future. So I'm very focused. I'm very presentist about like, you know, let's get things right in the present. But I also like to set companies up for future success, right? As they continue to scale, especially at the startup level, it's really easy to be focused on, okay, what am I building? Because they're trying to raise money. Um, But it's also equally important to know where you're going because beyond the money, that you raise and how you skip, you know, how you scale is going to be important. Um, the company you have when you have five people is not the company you're going to have when you have a hundred to 500 people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I always try to make sure that my solutions fit that. Um, of late, I'm doing a lot of training and workshops. Um, so I'll do like custom, you know, trainings either for leadership um, or for staff to address specific problems, sometimes those or or just things they want to know. Sometimes it's around, you know, how to better engage people, how to make sure people feel like they belong in a company from a cultural perspective. 
Um, sometimes it's just purely regulatory. You know, we here in New York, we passed some pretty stiff sexual harassment laws about two to three years ago. So a okay. lot of my work was centered around that then. Um, and then other than that, I always tell people I'm a strategist. So really my work is in the strategy. So what I do is really sit with companies and understand where they are, what they're trying to do and help them to create, create a strategy. That's something they can work with for a long time to come, but also keeps them out of trouble legally. Um, <laughs> and, you know, make sure that it is also fair to yeah. the people that come to work for them. I think that's the main thing. Okay. So you basically brought everything you've been doing all those years and just every, well, I together. mean, I said, if I'm going to do this business, I'm going to do everything that I enjoyed doing when I was in yeah. the house. It wasn't so much that I hated everything that I did. I just hated certain parts of it. <laughs> so I took, you know, I, I was very, very happy working, you know, with the C-suite on like capital improvement projects and figuring out strategy mm -hmm. and solving internal problems. And so I get excited about that. It's, you know, a joy to sit down and figure out like what might be a puzzle for somebody in their own company. Because when you're yeah. like this in your own company, you can't see it as well as somebody who's coming in from the outside. No. So being able to illuminate things for people yeah. and show them like there's another way um, and then seeing them thrive after that is really exciting for me. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, well, you said when it's your own company, sometimes you can't see what's, what shifts you need to do. Because sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of the time is the ego that comes in and they're like, no, I'm not letting that go. No, <laughs> absolutely. And so, I, you know, I always tell clients that when I come on board, that it's important to have like a beginner's mind about me, you know, like assume that nothing you've done to date is working. It might work. It might be working. And if it is, that's great. But assume that there are maybe potholes in everything you've done because it kind of lessens the blow when I come in and I say, well, there, here's the bottleneck, there's the bottleneck. Now it's like, okay, well, that's what you're here to do. I knew that there were things we can improve upon. It's not a bad thing, but the ego needs to know that it's not like a failure, you yes, know? Absolutely. So I try to tell them like that whole beginner's mindset thing. But it's interesting because you they do ask for your help, but then when you start pointing out, it's like, okay, we would stop. Or I say, I probably go in the defensive. Like, no, I'm telling <laughs> you, every single job I've had, I was brought in as the change management person. So in that, they wanted me to come in and kind of revolutionize the way things were done. And every single time, I would take to task whatever the thing was that they asked me. There was so much pushback. I was so much pushback, and it. Like the first time that it started happening, I was confused. Like, well, you, but this is what you told me to do, <laughs> you know, but I've learned, you know, through time that it's people are people in businesses are very seldom prepared for the changes they say they want to make. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of kind of preparation, preparatory talk that you need to do in the beginning with them to make sure they understand what they're in for and to also make, to question, you know, to challenge whether they truly are ready for the change that they're trying to make. 
it's interesting how 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 much it relates to life, right? <laughs> it's like the same when you try to make changes in life, and it's that persistent that like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it's and the preparation, you know. It, you have to really be prepared for change. I guess to the degree possible because change is inevitable. So you know you can't absolutely. control it. Mm-hmm. But as an organization, there's a certain amount of preparation you can do to get your staff and the leadership, you know, on the same page and prepared for change. A lot of it has to do with communication. Honestly, it's not really rocket science. I think the companies that don't do a well, a good job communicating often fail at change management initiatives because they fail to communicate like the change that it's happening at all. And then people find out in different ways and they get upset that they weren't notified, you know, like there's this whole trickle down effect, but a lot of it comes down to communication. But don't you think sometimes the communication is on purpose, the lack of? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, and that's another thing I talk to, you know, clients about is not treating the people that come to work for you like they are in preschool. These are grown adults that yeah. come to work every day. You have to be able to trust them with things. And so there's, you know, especially when it's going to directly affect them, that's the piece. So like I've worked with organizations where they were going to do like a reduction in force and it's this big secret, but somebody almost always lets it slip. Yeah. And so now there's this panic going on internally about who's going to keep their job, who's going to be on the chopping block. And it's all very unnecessary because then it creates this thing of people jumping ship, putting in their resignation prematurely because they don't know whether Mm. they're on solid ground or you have people that just become disenfranchised with the work at all because they're like, well, they don't even trust me to tell me what's going to happen to my fate here as somebody that works for them. Why should I put in the extra effort to be productive? So it's, it's counterintuitive to not communicate those things early on because it causes all of that damage to your organization, you know, quietly. They're not loud about it. It's very quiet. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I love it. It's just like the more you say those things, I was like, oh my God, that have really happens like in relationships. It happens, it happens Mm -hmm. with your friends. It happens with your family. It happens with everything. It's just like, cause I always say like, you know, the entrepreneur journey, if you, if your life is like all in, in shambles, uh, your business is not really going to do well. You know, I think like they do go really hand in hand, especially what you know is mm-hmm. that as an entrepreneur that there's a lot of it that, you know, you can't separate, especially when you're doing something you absolutely love. It's different when you, that's why I understand sometimes why people go to work. They go to work, they do their job, they come home and that's it. They <laughs> Forget about the whole right. thing, you know. Uh, it's you, easier almost, <laughs> you know, I've told people that. It's actually easier to let go to work, collect a check and come home. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, that's not your reality. You are always, you are the business developer. I mean, for me, I have, I'm just starting to scale where I'm starting to bring in different vendors and partners, but I am the business developer. I am the one that runs the PL. I have been the one that does the marketing and the social media and, mm-hmm. you know, so like there is no rest. But it doesn't feel like work to me oftentimes because I enjoy it. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. But like when you go work for somebody, somebody's doing those things. You have people in those functions. So you're just there to do this one thing and collect your check. Yeah. 
easy. <laughs> no, because some people it's like, oh, everybody should be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, no, not everybody wants to do that, you know, and it's fine. Um, I think it's absolutely fine. I don't think it's like we we're here to convince anybody. Oh, as long as you love it, because I always say that I had um, I had um, she was like my auntie. She was like my second mom. And she was uh, she was a cook in a school and she loved it. You see that woman's joy when she went to work and she was a hardworking woman. She'll get up early and be there all day, but she absolutely loved it. And I'm like, as long as you can have that smile on your face when you go to work every day, you know, I'm like not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. I'm sure half of the entrepreneurs don't have the same smile. She had every day going to work. So Right. No, I mean, when you get a good company, you get a good company. Unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately for me, you know, because I, I don't regret talent thing. I just never really ran into those companies where I was going to thrive for any length of time yep. and be happy. So this was my path. But, yeah. you know, for other people, I never tried to encourage them away. If you're happy, I'm great. Like, yeah. be happy. <laughs> but Janine, you said it was never the job. It's the company. Because that's what it yes. is. It's usually it's, it's the hierarchy. It's the, it's the rules. It's all the stuff that comes mm-hmm. behind. It's all the egos that come behind as well. Especially being a woman and working in the type of, like, jobs you had. I say there probably was a lot of competition as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it was, I was, I always had this thing of kind of creating the position I wanted. So it would be the position they hired me for, but inevitably I would make it into something else, you know, cause I'd ask for projects or I'd see where I wanted to work and ask to work directly with those people. So like even my last job, I mean, I was really there to recruit, but I ended up doing the um, HR systems, all the implementations for that, all the upgrades. I ended up becoming the diversity inclusion organizer of all things, going out (laughs) and making sure that we had the proper relationships for us because we were a federal contractor. Um, And then I got involved in just other projects that had nothing to do with HR at all. But, and that was frowned upon, you know, like as a woman, it was like, especially a woman of color was like, who does she think she is? <laughs> you know, like, why does she have this favor with, you know, these people that are difficult to get along with? But that my that's part of how I knew I needed to be an entrepreneur, because I'm not one track. I need yeah. a lot of different things yeah. at once to stimulate me. Like there are times when I need to be creative. And then there's times when I'm really happy just being steeped in strategy. And there's times when I just love instructing and teaching but you don't often get that in a linear role in an organization you know they'll tell you oh you don't have the right education um go back and get this certification or you don't have the requisite years of experience now as an entrepreneur i don't have any computer science degree i advise on tech (laughs) you know i don't have product (laughs) management experience but i'm i sit at product management tables I have no marketing degree, but I do marketing strategy for companies. So in a lot of ways, people like us have to happen to let people know what's possible, even the people in-house, because it really redefines what is possible for each of us. It's not about education. It's not about certification. In a lot of ways, you know, like those Mm -hmm. things are great, but a lot of it is just being in it and having the ability, the opportunity to be able to do these things at all. Absolutely. Yeah. And be, and be grateful enough to have somebody to give you those opportunities sometimes. 
Because, you know, mm-hmm. there's people can be as well. It's like, oh, you don't know how to do that. And you're like, but I want to do it. Just give it a shot. And, you yes. know, just show me how to do it. And I'll, I'll give it a shot. If I can't do it, then then it's a different story. But at least I tried, you know. Absolutely. And I think part of that is just like our mindset around failure. You know, a lot of organizations frown upon failure. I think now some of the more progressive enterprises are starting to look at this concept of failing forward, you know, mm-hmm. allowing people to try new things within a certain parameter and allowing for those failures to happen because that's how you learn. How, how do you learn if yes. you're not failing? Mm-hmm. But up until now, nobody has really had a reverence for failure at all. You know, it's been like, don't fail, get it right every time. Yes. And that keeps people in a box because they yes. won't even give you the chance to start. Or do something different as well. And or do like, something oh, you, different. You're just good at this and that's it. You know, that's I, it. I remember when I wanted to go back to college and I'm always very, very good on that, la- like with languages. But it's not something I want to be teaching, you know, but I was like, oh, I'll do that because I'm good at that. So that's why usually, you know, when you finish high school and they're like, they do this Mm -hmm. test, what you're good at. So that means automatically you have to do that. And sometimes it doesn't. Things that, you know, some things that come natural to us come natural, but we probably not like it. We do it. And then mm-hmm. there's the other things that come really natural and we love it. And that's what we should be doing. You know? And it probably gives you less right. money, but you should. Be but that also that. changes as you, as you get older, as you develop. So that, you know, the things that you were good at at 18, your mind develops in a different way through your twenties, your thirties, mm-hmm. your forties. There are things that I couldn't do. I couldn't conceptualize at 18 that now at eight, I can't, you know, so again, it's that thing of we have to give people the chance to develop, you know, the the things that they need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. I mean, I think we're all capable <clears throat> of doing things. One thing is like, if we like it or not, but we're all capable of doing stuff. Uh, yeah. Certain things, I'm like, I choose not to do certain things, but I don't say I'm not good at it. I'm like, no, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> you know? But I think that's also a mindset thing that you start learning with the time when you work <clears throat> on your mindset that is not mm-hmm. saying that you can't like just get that word out of your vocabulary and just, you know, transform those little sayings into something mm-hmm. more positive, even if it's something you don't want to do. Janine, tell me in your personal You've been in business for eight years. Tell me in your personal opinion, in your personal journey, how was, how do you feel the change and the evolution, like since you started, you know, for yourself, for everything around you, for your business, for your relationships with your family, how do you see the, the impact, the influence that's having being an entrepreneur has in your own life? Definitely. I mean, from a family perspective, it's, it's a big thing for me to be able to say that I've been in business for eight years, you know, coming from a first generation American family where, you know, my grandparents were immigrants, my, you know, my parents were born abroad to think that, you know, my grandmothers were seamstresses, you know, mm-hmm. um, and companions. And that was what two generations ago. And to think that like two generations later, the family can honestly say there's wealth now, you know, so they came in as working and, you know, setting the foundation. But to think that now we can say, okay, there's somebody in the family that's made a business, has made it um, for all intents and purposes, I think is profound for my own family. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. Um, 
in terms of, you know, from a business perspective, I've grown by leaps and bounds from who I was in the beginning. I started talent thing based on things I knew, which at the time was HR and talent management. But, you know, probably like a year in, I realized that one, the market wanted to know some different things from me than what I wanted to offer. Mm -hmm. So that kind of forced me out of the HR realm into other spaces to, you know, offer, to have the courage to offer different things. Um, And so today, you know, like I still do HR strategy. I still do those things, but I'm not pigeonholed into it. I'm a lot more confident putting myself out there in the market to do things I love rather than things I know I'm just good at, you know, or have expertise in. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's, you know, that's a big thing because I don't think those are things you, you feel like you have the ability to do really early in the business. Well, like it's also when you start your business and this is something I disagree with though, but most entrepreneurs and more gurus or more people, more, no people who've been in business will tell you like stick to one thing and one thing only. Just become really, really good at that and do not leave it till you become good at that. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's not true. And I got that advice early on too. People mm-hmm. were like, oh, what are you? Are you a recruitment firm? Are you a headhunter? <laughs> and, you know, I started kind of outlining these things I to touch. I remember quite a few people saying, that's too much. You need to figure one thing. And I can tell you with certainty, had I listened to them, I don't think would be defunct now. I wouldn't have business at all because that the market is currently, if you're not to pivot and, Mm -hmm. you know, take on new life and shape in this market, you're not going to survive. That's That's just what it is. Like I said, in the beginning, nobody wanted to talk to me about HR strategy. They wanted to talk to me about how I built my brand online. That's I got into the marketing and social media piece. So my first jobs with Talent Think were PR. I did PR for like a children's book. Um, nice. I was teaching executives how to build a brand on social media and, and how to do employee advocacy and, and marketing. And it wasn't until after the fact they go, oh, Janine, you know how to do HR too. And I'm like, Duh. Yeah, that is what I do. <laughs> but, you know, the point I'm making is I had to go over the back ends and give the market yeah. what it wanted so that I can do what I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank, thanks for sharing that, because I think it is important to let people know if you have more. You, I, I don't think we're one one man show, one woman show. I think if we have all those talents, it's good to show them from the beginning of your business. Not, don't stick yourself in a box and just stay there okay lovey so uh, Janine thank you so much for sharing this thank you so much for sharing your 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 entrepreneur journey and what you do for businesses and startups and lovey tell me if anybody wants to reach out to you get to know you better work with you where they can find you Sure. So you can reach me at uh, www.talentinnovations.com. Everything that I do in business and totality, so I'm excited about it. And on social media, I'm at Ms. Janine Nicole everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So feel free to connect. 
Awesome. Okay, so I'll drop all the links and on the podcast when it's out. And before we wrap up as well, before we close this lovely conversation, Janine, for anybody who wants to start their own business there, who's on or who's been in business, and it's like finding those blocks and the things that we were talking about, you know, don't be a one woman show. What would you like to tell them? Believe in yourself. I think that's the the biggest thing about this whole entrepreneurial journey is it really, it's a journey in self-love and in faith in a lot of ways. And it really causes you to see yourself in the ways that you hold yourself back and the ways which you don't support yourself. Like a lot of times we're looking for support from other people. We look for other people to understand the vision, but truly it's only you, it's all on you and it's on you to bring fruition. So there are a lot of difficult moments through the journey, but it's so worth it. Um, when you say that it's yours and you built it from the ground up. And so I would just say, you know, keep the faith and, you know, also find other people that you can lean on when you have those moments where you can't, you don't feel like mm-hmm. you can continue um, because they're worth everything. I love that. That is so true. It's like one simple conversation with somebody for a day or even a sm- like a short text and it's like, the I'm feeling like this. <laughs> Doesn't it? It mm-hmm. changes your whole day. You're like, okay, I can do this again. Let's go. <laughs> it's a lifeline. It's a yes. lifeline. Absolutely. Okay, Janine, thank you so, so much. I mean, it was, a, it was an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you. Likewise. Thanks. Okay, beloveds, for everybody who's, who's listening, uh, drop your comments, you know, subscribe, let us know what you think. And if you need any help, uh, you can always reach out. Okay, and have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and business. Love, life, me. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are.